Alright guys, welcome to episode 39 of The Doctor and the Dork. This is The Dork here with our co-hostess, The Doctor, a.k.a. Olivia. Hello everybody. I like that you just started it right off the bat with alright guys, weren't wasting no time. Oh yeah, Don's <laughs> gonna love that. Well, too late to go back now. Sorry Don. <laughs> um, hey guys, how's it, how's it going? Um, it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. It's been since what, September? Yeah, it's been about it's a been month. It's been a month, right? Yeah. So, uh, which we were doing, what, every other week or once yeah, a week? Yeah, but I mean, we only did two since our year and a half off, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys gotta just take what we can give you. <laughs> yeah, I know, life gets hectic, right? Um, so I'm gonna kick us off this week with Ooh. my dork segment. I don't have a lot to talk about other than, like, stuff that I'm just getting into and stuff that I'm doing. Um, so as far as my dork stuff goes. I have one interesting article from the outside world that I find hilarious. And I'm going to butcher the name of this company, but it's the, the was it Lufthansa? Yeah, it's Lufthansa. That, that big airline. It's the German airline that does a lot of international flights. They have those giant airplanes. And um, recently they've been doing a terrible job of keeping track of people's luggage. We're talking like if you stayed in Europe and then flew two hours, your luggage would end up two hours in the other direction. So people have been taking these matters into their own hands and decided, hey, I'm just going to put an Air, an Apple AirTag on my stuff. And they've been going to the company like, oh, hey, like you say you don't know where my stuff is or your system is down. You know, it, typical airliner, right? They just give you eight million excuses to why they can't help you out. And in truth, it's not that person's fault that's working the desk. They didn't misplace your stuff. It's just a bad system. But anyway, they got tired of people being like, hey, I know exactly where my stuff is. Get it to me. Um, so they tried banning Apple AirTags, which is laughable in and of itself. Because the more you read into it, you find out that a few years ago, they tried to implement their own AirTag system <laughs> so you could track your luggage. Um, they also do all this crazy, uh, they went through all these hoops to try and ban it underneath the, the idea of, um, oh God, I'm trying to think like of what the, the article was. Like the air, like what, why you can't have your phone on Wi-Fi? You have to have it on airplane mode. Yeah. They tried to ban it underneath that concept, but that didn't hold up. So they've already had to repeal this ban. So it lasted all of a week, but I find it really funny. So guys. Don't forget to get an Apple AirTag or whatever tag you want so you can track your stuff because, you know what, I've never thought of doing that and it's kind of ingenious because how many times have you ever had a bag lost? Like, I had one of my bags end up on the other side of the country once Mm -hmm. when I was still, when I was actually uh, still at the Army, active duty, and, and it was just so funny because, like, I was like, how did you lose this? It's a giant green bag. Like, it sticks out. Like, what? I just don't get how they lose it because they, like, scan all of them in during, what? like, each step. And it's like, they must have just not scanned it. Because I feel like if they scanned it, it would have came up, like, wrong. Location. Or who knows? The tag falls off. I don't yeah, know. I but guess. regardless, I've lost a bag once. And then it took, like, weeks to get it back. That sticks. And, uh, you know, it had all my personal belongings in it. And I was just like, well. I almost stole somebody's <laughs> bag once because I saw a teal bag come through the thing. And I was like, who else has a teal bag? And I was, like, literally just about to get in the Uber. And the airline had called saying, hey, do you have the wrong bag? And then I, like, took a closer look. And I was like, oh, shoot. And this poor, like, little Hispanic woman was standing there with my bag. <laughs> and I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> just snatching bag. Yeah. Like, like, you have the only, like, you have a Monopoly yeah. on teal bags. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I thought that one was really interesting. Besides that, um, there's really not a ton going on with science these days. Though there's one big one from NASA. Um, they tested a plan that they put into motion last year. They launched a satellite at an asteroid to see if they could, in theory, redirect an asteroid from mm-hmm. hitting Earth. Yeah, like I saw this. Um, and it was an astounding success. It actually worked far better than they even thought it would. Hmm. It redirected the asteroid by a lot. Hmm. Um, which I guess just goes to show you, you know, that incremental change. Seems like and... you're really playing with fire once you try redirecting asteroids. Yeah, because now in like a hundred <laughs> years, it's probably going to crash into Earth and... Um, faster and harder than it initially but was going for to. those of you i only bring this up because i'm sitting there in my barber shop the other day and watching armageddon mm. and i was like how funny that we're actually you know we rolled this movie out as a joke in the 90s but now we're actually doing this stuff um so yeah that's all i really have for like what's going on in the world of science right now i'm sure there's tons of other stuff that i'm just not plugged into but those are the ones that really stood out to me but okay. as for like my dork stuff that i'm into my gaming lately so I gave up my video games for Sober October. Um, so that that's uh, kind of killing me on His the inside. His computer games. My computer games, I'll admit it, yes. Um, I have fallen back in with Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, <laughs> my phone game that I love. Um, the problem is I'm absolutely addicted to it. Um, for those of you that listened early on, I had been playing Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes for literally years. Um I'm just, I'm hooked on the game. It's a lot of fun. And our new roommate also got hooked on it now. Mm. And now I have someone to play with. So I'm extra hooked. But I've been playing Minecraft. We were just about to get that. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, I've convinced the doctor to get into gaming. She's always said, well, you never, you never invite me to it. And I'm like, all right, we'll do this. So we got her into Minecraft. One of the most addicting, easy games to play. It's at your own pace. Do what you want. Build what you want. Go where you want. I mean, Minecraft is a staple of the gaming community. Um, and they've had so many great additions to it. I'm playing right now. I haven't played Minecraft in two years. You're really making some progress digging underground. And I have to admit, it wasn't until last night when I was thinking about it that I realized it's called Minecraft probably because the point is to get underground and do stuff. And here I am, like, frolicking on top of the land, as happy as can be, waiting for something to well, happen up there. you say that, but here's where it gets interesting. So Minecraft, that, I mean, yes, there's a lot of digging involved, but you can build tree houses. You mm. can build castles. Okay. Um, you can build sky fortresses. I can't handle the... the mine portion because i get too lost and then i can't it, it, it does get <laughs> very confused so you, when you go into those mines you have especially if you find like a really good gotta cave, leave a breadcrumb trail you gotta be prepared to be down there for a while and um so we put the game on peaceful mode so neither one of us is dying because i died first off trying to help her and then she's gone and then i got mobbed by a bunch of monsters because i gave her the only sword that we had <laughs> um but there's a lot to do in the game. There's all kinds of what we call biomes, so different environments. Mm-hmm. And right now we're stuck between the ocean, a forest, and a desert. Um, a desert. So, but there's at least, I think, 10 other biomes, mm-hmm. if not more at this point. Mm-hmm. They have snow biomes. They have tundras. There's all kinds of different biomes. They, they've really gone off like and, and really expanded the game. Hmm. Um, but we're playing on the phone. 
So uh, we're having a lot of fun with that, though. At least I am. I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think, Doctor? Um, I like it. I think now that like we're actually making some progress, it will be more fun. Yeah. Now that I have some raw materials to build things, and, yeah. and I because there's like other dimensions that you can go to. Hmm. Um, you can go to the Nether. Um, that's really cool. Um, there's bosses that you can fight, and there's all kinds of stuff to do. I got um, But yeah, so uh, that's really all I have for my dork segment, though. It's okay. So my turn, then? Um, yeah, all up to you, Doc. Woo! Time to carry this podcast, per usual. Okay, well, I have two <laughs> stories. I know initially I told you guys I was going to do a new drug of the week, but I just decided I wasn't that into it, and it's our podcast, so if I want to get rid of it, I'm going to get rid of it. So we're no longer <laughs> doing the new drug segment on the show. <laughs> Instead, I have two other things I would like to talk about first. So... One is you're going to get your flu shot this year, right? Because either you genuinely feel like it's the right thing to do or you have somebody in your life who's peer pressuring you and it's just not worth the argument to not get the flu shot, right? Those are the two situations in which you're getting your flu shot. And maybe you're getting a COVID booster. Maybe you're not, but let's pretend you're going to get your COVID booster. So the question lately has been, can you get both at the same time? So the CDC initially said to wait two weeks between these two, um, and I kind of get it, right? You might not want to overwhelm the body with too much all at once. Also, maybe if you have too much, you're not going to get as complete of a response to one versus the other. But as the CDC loves to do, they have now gone back and changed the recommendation. <laughs> so now it is recommended that you get both at the same time. And whether or not you want to get it in the same arm or two different arms, um, they say is totally up to you. So I think if it were me, I don't know which one I would get. I think I think I'd probably get it in two arms, even though it would make more sense just to get it in the same arm. So then I still have one good arm. I was gonna say, what are you gonna do when you have two sore arms? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If somebody has gotten both of them at the same time, whether it be in one arm or both arms, I'd love to hear what your experience was if you were the most sore and the most sick for the next day or two. I'm most interested in if anybody's been having any of those crazy side effects we heard about early on from the new booster shots. Mm, that's an interesting question. Because uh, there were a lot of people that had, like, bad side effects. Yeah. I would. You know, I'm not going to say anything life-threatening, but, like, there were people that were, like... got our podcast banned. I know, right? <laughs> um, but, no, I heard people that were sick for three days or, you yeah. know, really bad pain in their arm. And yeah. I just want to... I've never had a bad, like, flu shot, per se. Mm. I'd always get the sniffles afterwards. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. I think my body just hates me. Um, but I, I really do Have you do gotten wonder. your flu shot yet? Uh, not this year, no. Me neither. I'm a little behind the game. Are we then, supposed to have it by now? They usually, they start offering it in, like, August. Really? I normally, like, wait until, like, December. If any of my retail friends need to meet your quota, let me know. I'll come to your pharmacy to get my, <laughs> get my shot. Um, the next article that I read that I thought was pretty interesting, so I thought would share. Um, I wish I had saved the actual headline, because that would have been way better for reporting purposes. But... I'm going to I'm gonna actually pull it up. I decided, Frank, you got to hold down the conversation while I find it. I got I found this, it. guys. Oh, she found it already. <laughs> All right, so the title, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about it, was Dangerously Wrong Oxygen Readings in Dark-Skinned Patients Spur FDA Scruinty. So what does this mean? So first, let me start with this question. Do you know what a pulse ox uh, reader is? 
Um, yeah, isn't that the amount of oxygen in your blood? Yeah, and you know the little clippy thing they put on your finger when you go to the doctor's yeah. office or in the hospital? Yeah, that's like my fitness watch that was telling me I had a pulse ox like 86%, <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'd be dead right now. <laughs> so those little clippy things, they'll do it either when you go to the doctor's office just to get your pulse and see what your O2 levels are, and they'll do it when you go in the hospital too. Anyway, so a few studies have now been published. The first one they talked about was one that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, And in this study, the researchers found that pulse oximeters were nearly three times more likely to miss dangerously low blood oxygen levels in black patients compared with white patients. And then there's a couple other studies that essentially had very similar findings for any darker skinned patients compared to white patients. And so what ended up happening, especially in the the world of COVID, is when these patients were admitted to the ICU or into the hospital, they weren't getting the necessary supplementary oxygen that they needed because it didn't appear that their oxygen was as low. Did they elaborate why? Because doesn't that little finger sensor use like an... It's got that red light on it. Yeah, I think it's some sort of light reading that goes through. So I'm guessing since the skin's darker, it must just assume that's more oxygen level. That's I didn't read too much into the mechanism, but that would be my guess. It seems very, like, if that's the case, it seems like they did not like the hospital. I don't want to say the hospital's fault, but that really seems like the manufacturer did not do good, I guess, research and development, like R&D yeah, that's on a great, it. Yeah, that's a great point, and I think... Like, you'd think you would try it on a plethora of people. Yeah, and I think that's something we see a lot in studies. So, like, back in the day, just to, like, give a clinical trials history, back in the day, most studies were just on men. I don't really know what the reason was for, but now as we've gotten more up-to-date... We try to have a pretty balance between women and men, assuming that it's a disease state in which it equally affects women and men. And now the new push is really to have good diversity in trials. And you can see why that's important, because in the studies, there probably wasn't a lot of dark-skinned people in the trials, and so they didn't really pick up on that trend. Whereas if they had an even mix or even a one-third split, you could probably have picked up on some of those more than if 3% of the population was um, dark-skinned. No, that's... um... So very interesting. I don't really know what they're going to do about it. I think that's probably the next question. Like, so where do we go from here? Um, but yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting. Do they have a backup system to test your pulse That's ox? a great question because I have no idea. Because I don't know how they would do it other than the little finger clippy thing. Yeah, it's the only way I've ever gotten mine taken. Yeah. But I've also never been in the ICU. I have to imagine there are some other uh, There must be a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, That's interesting. That's good to know. Those are my only two stories. I thought they were a little interesting. Mm. So let's talk about some other things. Our life. Everybody's favorite part of the show. (laughs) Number one, I know you all are on the edge of your seat. Did I finish the marathon before the course closed? Well, hold up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before we get to that one, I would say, did we talk about... We didn't talk about Blue Ridge, did we? No, we did not talk about Blue Ridge. I was saying, let me see here. 9.5 was our last podcast. We didn't. We got a whole lot of time right. to make up on it. Let's go. Let's stay in order. Chronologically, here. yeah. Right, so start with Blue Ridge. Yeah. So, um, give me your thoughts on Blue Ridge. All right. So let me paint the picture. One, we were all supposed to take one car down. There was a car scandal. We ended up having to take two cars down. We should have known. That was red flag number one. It was not going to be the trip that we expected. <laughs> Red flag number two, we arrived at Cracker Barrel, the way every good road trip would begin. (laughs) And we went in, and 
the portions were just small. They didn't have peanut butter. They were just like Cracker Barrel was not on their game. It was very unlike. Yeah, Cracker it wasn't the best Cracker Barrel <laughs> that we've ever gone to. That was so. red flag number two. Um, red flag number three was when we finally got to the festival and we had to stand and wait in line for a shuttle for three hours. Yeah, so day one, all right, we get there. Paint the picture. And we just pulled into the parking We just lot. pull in and we were supposed to have order a parking pass. We didn't end up getting one. And I go figure, we didn't even need one. So then you find out that the venue is about five miles away from where we're located. Yep. So we're like, oh, screw it, we'll walk. And security tells us they won't let us in if we end up walking, Yep. which is wild because we paid to be there. You can't walk to the venue. To be fair, we tried waiting in the line at first, but then when we saw the line wasn't moving, we're like, it's going to be quicker just to walk and take an hour and a half than it's going to be to stand in this line. Day one, they had no more than three buses going to our lot of thousands of people. We waited in line four and a half hours on the first day to get into Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I do want to look up Which, how many people were there. The, uh, the end result being every single day we had, other than Saturday, or actually Sunday, was it? Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, we had a, uh, a long line. Um, it was kind of ridiculous in that aspect. We missed a lot of really good bands. Um, overall, compared to Louder Than Life out in Louisville, Kentucky, Blue Ridge Rock Fest in Virginia was not that good. Um, the artists were phenomenal. I will give it to them. They had great, great shows. The problem was four-hour wait to get in. Once you got in, you had two stages set on one side of a massive hill, guys. We're talking easily a quarter mile to get up and over the hill to the other side. And um, the worst part about it is so it's a steep hill. You get to the top. There's a single stage up there. And then you go back down the other side of the hill, and there's two more stages. And there are, what was there, 170, 180 bands? Something like that. It was something outrageous like that. So realistically, you didn't get to see all of the bands. And even if you um, did, it was like, well, I'd be interested to see that one, but I don't want to make that trek over the hill. So yeah, I'm you only got so many. We're in pretty good shape. I mean, as <laughs> you know, Olivia here pointed out, we we did just run a marathon, <laughs> but uh, which we'll get into next, but... Yeah, that was it was a lot of hiking around. Um, now, that being said, I think we can agree our favorite act of the weekend was Tenacious D. 100%. Jack Black, shout out. If you want to come be a guest on our podcast, just <laughs> let us know. Write us in at drandork.gmail.com. <laughs> oh, man. That was, he put a phenomenal show on. Um, his whole band did. I forget his partner's name. They just did a great show. They were very lively. It was raining. It was cold. Yeah. And you know what? He really breathed some life back into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, before that, we saw Guar on Guar the same stage. Guar was pretty stage. good. That was a close second. They, uh, once again, phenomenal show. They had everybody laughing. Good time. Good music. Um, we saw a lot of different kind of bands. Um, Olivia and I got front stage for Acacia Strain, mm. which, um, for those of you listening who have worked with me, I swear up and down the lead singer looked like my old boss. Uh, Steve Dion. 
I think that's and a theme, though, with all... I feel like the heaviest metal singers, besides the headliners, look like a dad you'd see taking his kids yeah, to a soccer game. You would same, never think. He had the same beard. His He's Patagonia the, yeah. raincoat. He had a Patagonia <laughs> raincoat on. He's got, like, some hiking pants and shoes on. And it's just so funny, because the rest of the band members are tatted, you know, yeah. head to toe. They've got long beards, slicked hair. You know, they're all very metal looking. And then the lead singer looked like he could be picking up, as Olivia very said. Very dad core. Yeah, he looked like he'd be going to a soccer game right after the show. Um, but honestly, great. They had a great show for what it was. Um, I loved watching them. Would I listen to their music outside there? No. Um, it's way, it's a lot for, for my, what I listen to. Um, but overall, yeah. even though it was an objectively bad festival, I think we made the most of it. Our friend group, I'd say, was the life of the line while waiting for the shuttle. Oh, yeah. We were, I shouldn't say we, some of our, our friends were selling beers in line. <laughs> they were we, they were making a killing. It was uh, two for five, two beers for five bucks Good while you're waiting way in a four-hour line. cheaper than you were going to get once you got in the venue. They, like, so. tripled their money. It was hilarious. It's a win for everybody. Um. Yeah, yeah, the we were, speaker, another one oh, bought this huge speaker. We're, you know, we were in good shape. No, I overall, I would say I had a 7 or an 8 out of 10 experience. The sh- festival itself, do not recommend. Um, <laughs> Go to any other the, festival. They just didn't have it together. The Porta Johns were not clean. The they garbages had no, were overflowing. They had no hand-washing the stations. The security was not existing. You could walk in with whatever you wanted to. In you had place. people who paid 120 bucks for parking passes. That they never even asked for. Heck, nope. we drove in one of the days. Someone said, yeah, you need to go buy one. And someone else walked up and said, ah, screw it, and handed us a parking pass <laughs> right through our window. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, it was a total mess. It took them two and a half days. By day three, they finally started to figure it out. But day three, it rained, and there weren't as many people. Yeah. So it was it was comical. Um, still had a good time. Would not do it again. Louder than life in Louisville coming back to you next year (laughs) (laughs) feel that um after that what did we have i don't think we had really anything to the marathon do you think so no i don't think so so i we did training well i should say i did training frankie went you went with me on my 16 miler and my 18 miler and and i did a bunch of other ones up to that yeah Um, i think I i skipped the 14 i did the 20 miler by myself and let me tell you guys, my 20-miler pace was 13 minutes, 35 seconds per mile, which anybody who's ran a day in your life, you know that is an objectively slower pace than most runners. And I just started getting a little worried because the course is only so six hours. Like, it's only open for six hours. And at that pace, I could only afford to slow down 10 seconds more or I wasn't going to finish in time. And, like, I know people are like, oh, my God, you ran 20 miles. You're, like, such a runner. You must be such in shape. But, like, you don't feel how my body felt during that 20 miles. If you could feel it, you would be thinking very differently because it didn't, it didn't feel good. No part of me wanted to keep moving. <laughs> um, so I was very nervous getting on the, the race line on Marathon Day. But the adrenaline of the day kicked in. Also, you know what else is the thing is like when you're running your really long runs towards the end of marathon season, one, your body's exhausted because you've been like running nonstop. And towards the end, you get a little taper that backs off. Two, I personally was very afraid of getting injured to the point that I wasn't going to be able to do the marathon. But once you're on marathon day, 
it's okay if everything hurts because you can keep pushing because you no longer need to save it for anything. Like that you're there and if you break your ankle or your knee completely <laughs> gives out or your hip dislocates, it's okay because you're there. You made it to the starting line and that's all you wanted to do. Yeah. No. And, and then in truth, <laughs> it's if you've done all that training up to there, you have the mental fortitude to finish. And as I tell Olivia all the time, um, the best thing about, uh, about running is that it is... 90% mental, 10% physical. And if you have the mental strength to do it, then you have the physical capability to do it. Humans were really good at specializing in things and running comes very naturally to a lot of people. Uh, whether they like it or not is an entirely separate story. Most people don't enjoy running. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who do, kudos because now you like it and you can get good at it. But running is... Uh, yeah, it was phenomenal getting to do the marathon again. I'm very happy with how it went this year. Yeah. I'm very proud of Olivia. She crushed the marathon, finished in, what was it, like five hours? Five hours, hours and, 17 minutes. I was going to say 5.15. Yeah, there you go. 45 whole minutes or 43 minutes ahead of schedule. I had enough time to enjoy a couple Sam Adams in the beer tent. That was quite <laughs> that nice. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal. Um, oh. But yeah, I think we had heard this quote on Instagram real last night that I thought was very good for anybody looking to start any new habit. And the person said that they cannot rely on their motivation because their motivation changes from day to day. The only thing they can rely on is their commitment. And I kind of like that. You just decide you're going to do something and you're going to wake up a lot of days and not be motivated to do it at all. But the only reason you'll do it is because you've decided in your mind that you're going to do it and you can rely on that commitment. Yeah, consistency is key. Showing up is 90% of the battle. If you're not into the gym and you want to be into the gym, just show up. Show up and stay for five minutes. You know, that's all it takes. Within a week, you know, or within a month, you're going to be like, well, I'm already, I already made the trip here. I might as well stay and do something. And it's really just showing up to your life, I guess is what I would say about it. It's consistencies. But the real best key. part of the marathon is that you can eat whatever you want for the rest of the day because <laughs> you just burn like a day and a half worth of calories. <laughs> a day and a half. You burned like a week's worth of calories. Um, so we went with a couple friends to get some BBQ at Bears after. And then we went to the Black Bear Festival and got lots of unhealthy snacks there, too. Yeah. Shout out to Sean and Jotty. Thank you guys for coming up and supporting at the marathon. It was great getting to see you at the finish <laughs> line. Um, no, that really made my day. And then uh, getting to go to a Bears after and get some... We did, we couldn't even eat it. Yeah. We were so... Our bodies were just like, no, I don't They were in food. starvation mode. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. And then Black Bear Festival was really good. We got to see Victor Wainwright and the train... Um, who was a phenomenal pianist. We also um, saw my my favorite, sorry, Dobus, I know you don't like her, was Shanna in a dress. Yes, Shanna in a dress. She had a couple funny songs. Um, she had some hilarious songs. <laughs> she had one about her trying to find a, uh, a, a soulmate. Yeah, yeah, a soulmate. That was and great. And then one about Connecticut, which was Yes, hilarious. one that aptly described Connecticut. It's called the I-95 because you're going to be 95 minutes late to your destination. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, Black Bear Festival was fantastic, so thank you, Matt Dobus, and the whole Dobus clan over there. <laughs> and, and we got to be on side stage for one of the acts. Yes, I've never gotten to go on the side stage before, and that was great, so thank you, Evan. Um, he is, uh, one of the Dobus brothers, and, uh, he's one of the founding members of Black Bear. 
you know, he really, he, he helped us, uh, I shouldn't say helped. He, he hooked us up getting out there and it, it was just really cool. That was a great experience and can't thank him enough. Frankie and I were limping around since it was literally a few hours after, after the marathon. After the mar- yeah, post-marathon <laughs> where they asked us to go down to the stage. We're like, eh, that's a lot of a hill to walk <laughs> back up. Um, other than that, what I'm else have we got? I think we got anything else. I'm starting a new job. Yeah, I, I couldn't be... remember if we said that or not. No. Um, There's no way we knew, huh? No, no way. I mean, I was definitely on the job hunt. I will be working at SUNY Polytechnic Institute in Albany soon. Um, doing much of the same line of work that I do now, except in-house. And I have an interesting new work schedule, guys. And girls. Uh, <laughs> I gotta start saying ladies and gents. Um, so, uh... It's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every other Saturday. And I have to say, I very much look forward to this schedule. It's 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So I don't love the idea of doing a night shift, but I think I'll figure it out. For To have a three-day-a-week schedule or three-and-a-half-day-a-week schedule, is it's hard to give up. Yeah, I hope I can get enough tenure that I can swap over yeah. to a day schedule. Maybe the opportunity will arise. Maybe it Never won't. Because yeah. I would love that. If I could do a 7.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. That would be cush. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. That's that's clutch right there. I would do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every other Saturday. I'm in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really all the life updates I have. Yeah, I think besides that, I am getting ready to go to South Carolina, literally once we post this podcast, to go visit a friend, and then I'm going to New York City after for a work conference, and that's about it. So the last things I'd like to say is to shout out to a couple listeners. Um, one, somebody who's friends with Sean and Jody just followed us on our Instagram. I can't remember your name, but thank you for the follow. We well, gotta look them up. Well, I gotta do it right now. I'm not gonna be able to find Heck it fast yeah. enough. Um, shout out to Jen. You know who you are. You're always a great listener. Sean you think and Johnny. she even listens since the the re? She does the re up. She definitely does. Um, you know, Charlotte. Hello, Charlotte. I know you'll love hearing your name on there. Sean and Jody, Matt and Deirdre, Lydia. Lydia, Lydia, shout out. <laughs> um, but also, I think Chloe said somebody from pharmacy school listens. I can't remember who, but shout out for listening. Also, <laughs> shocking that you listen, but thank you. We appreciate Leave it. a comment and we'll list your name off next time. Facts. <laughs> but, all right, ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> thank you, everybody. <laughs> Catch you next time. Might be a week, might be a month, might be a year. <laughs> we'll find out then. All right, bye. <laughs>